it's working. Okay. Uh, should I record? Um, give me one second. I think you can wait until the music comes up. Are you going to... Okay. But is that where your microphone is supposed to be? That Because it's sideways. Oh, so it doesn't cut your head off? Or it doesn't cut my head off? Okay. Yeah, you All right. I should probably turn these off. Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to excel and do well. Reminders, listeners, you can call us live on the air. The number, the phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us live through our Intern Pursuit Facebook live chat. Coming up on this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, end of semester, looking for internships, sign up with Intern Pursuit or contact Isabella at isabella at internpursuit.tech. All right, so I know everybody's dying to find out how you can find us on our social channels. So if you're listening and you're not on Facebook, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. But you can watch our show live on Facebook, and this is the last day we will be using MixLR. We will be switching to a to Valencia College Radio next month, which is tomorrow. So... You can also follow our Intern Pursuit game on Facebook and Twitter, and you can look for us soon on Steam. We did put it up there. And you can also watch us again live on Facebook, and you can call in live. The phone number is 407-582-2906. We would love to have you call us and chat with us on our live Facebook chat. All right, that brings us to our first patron, uh, Pixel Crawler is a su- uh, I'm sorry, suite of tools that audits, monitors, and historically tracks the pixels implemented on your website. There are strong dependencies built on the consistency and accuracy of the data collected by tracking pixels, and Pixel Crawler will help ensure all data is being collected as intended. Their website is pricked to, uh, pixelcrawler.com. Thanks you, uh, thank you, Pixel Crawler, for being a patron of the Intern Whisper Live. We needed a little sound that goes like a typewriter or something <laughs> that's going da 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 Morse code, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, here's the news. Interim pursuit news. 
um, students, are you looking for internships? You can go to internpursuit.tech. You can sign up and register and create a profile for yourself to be matched to employers. And we're inviting employers of all types and sizes to be a part of our early adopter beta program. So go ahead and sign up. Um, or you can, if you want information, you want to talk to me, you can go to Isabella at internpursuit.tech. Shoot me an email. So tonight's show, The Value of Team Communications. But I think we have it as a different title over here. Why Team Communications is a Game Changer in Business. So I'll go and change that in there. The reason why we I chose this as our topic for tonight is because you guys have been with me, and we've been working in teams here. Mm -hmm. And so it was the first time that it's not a school project. It's a team oriented activity in a business and working in teams requires really good communication so I'm going to be interested to hear what you guys have to say it's also about trust and being willing to be transparent to be able to share information in a way that's honest um, without hurting people's feelings mm -hmm. so we are I believe we're made for relationships and that all starts with interpersonal skills. So, Jonathan, what do you think the definition of interpersonal skills is? Um, well, I definitely think it's uh, to interact with somebody, make a relationship or a bond, maybe a friendship, maybe more. Uh, just that build of trust and, um, like I said, relationships. Corey? Uh, well, what I learned this summer was uh, in this internship was uh, soft skills, the difference between soft skills and hard skills. And um, sometimes the soft skills interpersonal is knowing how you communicate and knowing how to communicate in different ways and everybody's different. And one thing I messed up on um, was me and Isabella when uh, we had communication and I thought she was saying something else and she thought that I got it. So it was a miscommunication from my end. And then um, eventually I, we realized that we had a, we was on the same page. It's just that we thought we was talking about something totally different. Yeah. Rather it was a different word I used right. or rather it was a different project. And I thought a, a different project was a different name. So um, it's like, I think to me it's like about learning personal uh, strengths and to increase like uh, your communication skills as far as, uh, I call it the briefing or briefing where it's just like we go over one more time just to make sure we're on the same page with visuals and exact words what we mean you know the visuals that's interesting that's going to come up a little bit later so i read this really great article it was in forbes magazine and i've got the information in the show notes and we'll share that with our listeners also um but they were really talking about how what they defined um interpersonal skills as the ability to communicate to build and to nurture relationships with others and I think that's, you guys, we've all been saying the same thing. You know, it's really about relationships. And, and then you have to look at, you know, what are real relationships? Because we have all of this great technology, right. and we'll look at social channels. And people say that that's a, um, a relationship tool, right? Whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. But personally, I look at it a lot of times in it, if it's Facebook, it usually makes me feel bad about myself. So I go, no, I don't want to look at that. Um, LinkedIn, I find more value with that because it's business related. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, highly visual, you know, and and that can be good too. Less words there, but a lot of pictures, so it's engaging. But I don't know if that's to me what I think real communication is because this is the first time in this generation where there's been 
five generations of workers in the workplace. So you have the silent generation, which is like my grandparents. There's boomers. There's Gen um, Gen Y. Then there's no Gen X, and then there's Gen Y slash millennials, and then there's Gen Z. And so with those different generations, there you look at how what was the technology at that time, and then what was historically going on. So you guys have grown up with the phones basically in your hands, mm -hmm. whereas that wasn't the case for me. Um, cell phones look gigantic, <laughs> you know, think back to the 80s. And then computers were gigantic beasts of things with punch-out cards. I mean, I've seen all of that in my lifetime. And now the, the, we call it a phone, but it's not really a phone. Mm -hmm. It's Small it's a computer. computer. Small mm -hmm. computer. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the flip phones that we had and yeah, the, the sidekicks. We right. thought that was amazing back in the day. Right? Yeah. Like Amazing home. stuff. And I, I got to add just one little thing, if that's okay. Um, what you're talking about, like, I think, I think what it is is I think there's no one way of communicating. And I think it's whatever way humans uh, evolve over time to just the way to communicate. That is correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like it's we, we're figuring out and we don't even know how to communicate. And I think we're as people, as humans are uh, gaining whatever uh, resources we can to communicate and get our points across. And uh, especially today with mental illness and other things like that, there's, uh, I think, subjects are things that are blocked in people's consciousness that they want to get through and they just don't know how to. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're formulating as a generation ways of communication, which is through cell phones and obvious right. and Instagram and pictures. And I, I feel like that just brings like, I feel like phones today have just like decreased the, the amount of like the way real we, interaction. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we're, we're just always on our phones. We're always looking down. We never um, really look up and just say, hey, how is your day going? Because mm -hmm. it might sound weird to another person. Mm -hmm. or There's there's a balance missing. Exactly, like. exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it's definitely something that's, that's kind of sad, I feel. And this generation and probably the next, oh, it's just going to get better. Gonna get worse. Or it's just going to get worse, I'm sorry. Worse. No, I actually know it, it should get better because the studies about Gen Z said that they're very relational. They're making a movement away from the phones mm. and they're wanting it to be more relational. That's really encouraging. And so I think that's the crux of this is finding the balance between technology and realizing technology is a tool right. and you were key. Mm. It shouldn't be something where we're always looking down. Right. It should be this. Something else that I read, not anywhere in our notes, I read this uh, this morning. It said, do you want to know how to feel happier? And it said, if you go, and you can do this like every 30 seconds, whatever, wherever you are, say hello or smile at a stranger. Now, that may seem... May, that may sound a little odd, but mm. it's about communicating, right? Because it's not done as much anymore, but when you smile, it, it actually evokes somebody else smiling back at you. Mm. And then that makes you feel good, and it makes the other person feel good. And so I've been trying that today. Like, you know, I was on the campus, and I go, oh, smiling. And smiling at strangers, not at people that you know, or even having a conversation with them, because you'll do that at the checkout line. Now, that's a different kind of communication, um, I can't say that it actually works with like teams, but I think it does help break down some barriers about right. talking to people. Just getting more interpersonal skills. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just uh, a perfect example is just when going to the bookstore uh, to get a drink or you know my snacks. Um, 
the guy um, that, that was checking you out. Yeah, he just greeted me. He's like, "Hey, how, like, how you doing?" Like a little nod, and like, I, I don't know, it just made me feel somewhat comfortable. He's like, "Okay, like." Yeah, it was a greeting. Yeah, right? exactly. And yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, like you said, like I smile like sometimes to strangers or like if I'm in their way or something, like I'll just be polite. And I don't know, I I, I don't know. I, I was just always raised. It to, feels better to you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. So there's the technology side, and then we have to look at it and see, okay, is that really what real relationships are? Mm -hmm. It's a tool to have real relationships. So instead of having a texting conversation back and forth with people, you can take it to another level because texting is more tactile. But if you use your phone computer slash to have a phone conversation, then it actually is using the auditory skills right mm -hmm. but if you even make it so that it's a video call now you've got more visual you're looking at a person it's a lot harder to tell somebody give somebody bad news or give them good news mm -hmm. but it is also using auditory you're able to see the person and mm -hmm. it, the more of your senses i think that you use the the better that it is and it it will translate to a real relationship and something that is built on trust but we've kind of been looking at this from a personal level now let's take it into the business sense all we'll right. come back there because we've all been working together and we didn't know each other three months ago mm -hmm. but in the course of three months we've had some very honest conversations mm -hmm. and it wasn't all about business sometimes you know it was very personal sometimes we said bad words sometimes it was just really um, being able to make some deliver hard news or be able to uh, offer some really valuable suggestions. But every time I think in the workplace when we as humans, mm -hmm. we allow to um, let our guard down, I think it helps build a, a stronger bond in that uh, company. Trust. Mm -hmm. And trust. As well. And trust, right. yeah. yeah. So you feel like, okay, I can say something mm -hmm. and, and I'm not going to be... There's not a fear of being judged or being told, no, that's stupid, right? Yeah. So anyway, I think it demonstrates, like, real caring there. So um, what does, why does this all matter? Why should it matter if we are actually in working with people? Because, okay, I'm older than you guys, and so we know that the way that I was communicating with, um, I didn't grow up with phones, but it was emerging at the time. And so that's a different level of, um, I want to say, uh, comfort mm -hmm. in my communication. So my default is I want to talk to you first in person. I want to talk with you on the mm -hmm. phone next. Mm -hmm. I do not want to have texting conversations mm -hmm. back and forth forever because it's like people will think one thing right. and you can't hear tone you can't see the person's right, right. body language so you don't know and you know autocorrect will make it oh my god that was just now a bad word that got put out there especially, yeah especially through email or something like a professional email they'll somewhat take it wrong than than you anticipated and it's just uh, a miscommunication misfire totally. exactly right yeah. totally totally happens. yeah have somebody as they wrote and he wrote back uh, pull up and I'm just like huh <laughs> so we had to call each other just to make sure what we're talking about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so the um, article in Forbes I, I should make sure that I uh, I'll share that in our show notes here I mean in our um, eh, my computer's not cooperating with me I'll share that in our 
chat area of our comments side of Facebook. Um, but let me get back on point because things have shifted around for me. It does impact our ability to nurture those relationships. Okay, I'm back on track again. So it demonstrates caring, but why does it really matter? Because for me, the reason why it matters that I have a real relationship with you, because first off, I am the owner of the company and the leader. And mm -hmm. so I want to demonstrate and set a, a good culture tone that you guys can come to me and talk to me about anything that's bothering you. Mm -hmm. I also am a person that gives an evaluation mm -hmm. about you guys. So I don't want you to be finding out at the end of the semester like there was a problem. I need to tell you in real time what the problem is. So that can be uncomfortable to hear. I think that's hear. what I valued um, a lot about wor like working with this with this company with w working with you is just like the environment was a lot different than your traditional base of of working because you know you, you have friends that are in internships elsewhere of course of yeah, course and, so. and they it's more of a job technically for them but the whole environment is a little bit different um, you know like you'll talk to your boss about stuff and then. She'll pretty much just, you know, shoot you down or, I don't know, just make you feel more intimidating. And it just gives you that sense of fear. And well, did you, do you think that they didn't feel valued? Maybe, yeah, because they're, because maybe there's other interns or other people that, you know, they would feel valued more. And then there's always favorites and stuff. Sure. So that, that always comes to a play too, so... I don't know. I think that's and the, I I think the traditional base of of how jobs were and how they are today. I think it's shifting. I agree. Like you said, like the room. Uh, like we talked about before, how jobs are becoming more remote, um, or more relational. And I think that's great. I think that's what we need, other than just like listening to what our boss has to say and then mm -hmm. like. It's one directional. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a team because mm -hmm. in a team, a team should be able to, everybody should be able to speak whatever it is that's on their mind. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. So there's that. Um, now I found this quote and I really, really liked it. It was in the same article. Um, Stacy aware, and she's the founder and CEO of Incoms collective. And she wrote this, uh, she shared this quote, uh, let me make sure how well you communicate the impact you're making in your company or industry will determine if the audience that matters, um, that matters the most hears and understands your value. I, I found that really interesting, but it was even more targeted towards women. And I think because we're all a minority in the room here. Mm -hmm. So you're Hispanic, Latin, yeah, Hispanic. We'll go with that. <laughs> we had this whole conversation before the show started. Corey's black. I'm a woman. So we're all a minority in some sense. And we want to know, is our voice being heard? Mm -hmm. We want to know that it's not only just being heard, that it's actually can have an impact, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think um, that's a part of it, too, is a company culture and working in a team. Um, I know that my idea may not be adopted by everybody, and if it's a bad idea, I really want to have people tell me, oh, that's a bad idea, and this is why. Yeah. And if I have more of an uh, um, more of a author authority figure type of a leadership role, 
then people don't feel like they can say something to me. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. I would rather have a, an open culture where people can say things that I need to hear, not that I want to hear, but I need to hear, um, because I think that really creates a stronger bond, and it's going to hopefully um, result in more employee engagement and retention. I totally agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you said it because I wanted to bring it up, but it's just like I'm glad that you said that. Like, um, And I'm not even speaking as you. I'm speaking as anybody that owns a company or a leader. It's just like if they're not able to, um, I won't say a rule with an iron fist, but at the same time able to make it so open and comfortable enough to say, that's a bad idea, boss. Mm-hmm. Boss, don't do that. Boss, like mm-hmm. this and that and that. Uh, I think you'll be even better leader with doing that and I got to say, Isabella was great at taking feedback and mm-hmm. knowing what, when to say, hey, what is an idea that's better than this? This is what I have, but let me know what you have, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so the, the next thing is in the resources that I was, uh, the sources that I was looking at, it wanted to really address that, the value. And I had mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier, that you feel that what it is that you're contributing is valuable. Um, one of the things that's very important to me inside of my companies is that there be a learning and it be continuous learning because, you know, I don't know everything. There's no way I do. And I don't think any one person knows everything. So I know that I can learn from you guys just as much as I hope that you learn from me. Mm-hmm. And I do. And I learn different, different aspects of like, well, what's what's going on in the schools, you'll come back and tell me those things. But I also learn from just you as a person uh, based on whatever your walk is. And it has nothing to do with your race or your gender or your ethnicity, but it has to do with what is your walk in your life? What is your purpose? Do you know your purpose? Are you able to um, see that? And you know, one of those questions that I, I'm gonna throw this over to like Corey, you don't have to answer it though, just so you know. Um, I, he has a totally different gr- degree. It's, um, animation, uh, motion, motion graphics. graphics. Yeah, yeah. Animation to me too. And I had asked him, it wasn't exactly what he was looking for. And my question was, well, did he feel that it was still worth his time to be here? And I was really happy with his answer. Want, you want me to say the response? Sure. My <laughs> response was, um, it's not the field I'm going for, and I, to be honest, wherever I'm going at, it's probably most likely won't be the field exactly, but um, I, t- I told her that everything's going to plan. Um, I came in with a perspective of no matter what kind of internship it was, obviously I got to try to do uh, what I'm contracted to do. Um, and complaining, complaining when to do nothing, and I'm not a complainer, so um, whenever I got to this internship and got what it was, I actually found my interest and what I want, wanted, and I got tested on that. So when I went from the beginning of the uh, conversation and the internship agreement was to learn certain things that I wasn't, uh, what I wasn't good at, I'm lacking at. And to be honest, she was able for me to uh, home in on that and able to increase what I'm trying to find with whenever it comes to certain specifics I want. Um, it doesn't have necessarily to do with my um, program or my objective for my uh, degree, 
But overall, my skill set has sharpened when it comes to what I'm trying to do. So it's just more of a. So it's those it's power skills. A, it's more of a yeah, exactly a power skill and a little bit of a little bit of soft skills because I did achieve some things with the soft skills. I wanted to get back with my emails, and you helped me out with trying to push me more to respond so to my emails. So I'm gonna refine this for you. Power skills and soft skills the same. So um, I just use power school skills because I think that's really how we differentiate ourselves. Oh, okay. As people. Is it, so it's not power so, skills, hard skills. No. Okay, okay, my fault. Hard skills and soft skills. Sorry, people. Yeah. So you've um, improved in your time management, working with other people, being able to um, communicate was huge because it was like, okay, we're working on this instructional video, and then we have the teasers that you're doing to Mm -hmm. promote the shows and the podcasts, and then we also had some other videos that were marketing videos that were worked on, and there was a lot of stuff that you did, and while it wasn't in motion graphics, there was this place where the skills, the power skills, that should translate across anything that's going into Right, the and that's exactly, okay, thank you for that, because I was used to saying uh, I thought power skills meant like hard skills. Um, but yeah, so the soft skills slash power skills, it was able to strengthen because like literally like I, I, I was able to not only need a mentor, but know when I don't need a mentor or need an extra person to tell me a set of eyes, but know when I need to critique myself in a certain way that I'm not thinking in that certain um, perspective. And so literally it was a mission accomplished because it helped me in the long run of learning something that I can overall sharpen my hard skills. Or I mean, power skills. Yeah. Attention to detail, right. making sure that you said, okay, this isn't right. Now, how do I make it? So it's going to, we'll, we'll talk about this one. Um, it was, it was font, font size, and it wasn't all the same font mm-hmm. size. And I said, well, what, what are we going to do? And it was the discussion, no, if you can't match it, then you got to go back to the drawing board and make sure it all looks the same so it doesn't look like it's pieced together. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, a good learning example, and I appreciate the fact that you were willing to be transparent and share that. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I literally, I kind of was able to, um, and I feel like everybody should be able to, if you're in a learning process of just finding out where you're lacking at and don't be uh uncomfortable to take it on don't run away from it except just go forth and take take ownership of it i'm not afraid to say i'm bad at graphic designing mm-hmm. um <laughs> so that kind of literally helped me out pinpoint what i need to home in on so looking at it from a different perspective of oh this is not something i'm trying to do with my degree or looking at it from a different perspective of how can this help me out with something that i overall need to become better at as a person um So to do that, one of the suggestions, there were like these three tips. Um, You First, you want to make sure you're using some kind of a tool to visually demonstrate what your impact is when you're working with an employer. So whenever you're with anybody in a relationship, you want to show what your value is. And I think that this actually applies to business, of course, but also personal and friendships. Because (coughs) this is how you make sure that Um, somebody knows what your value is. Mm. Um, If you use something like a PowerPoint or a spreadsheet, you can have measurable results. You're able to see, well, how much did you increase in um, engagement? You were working on social media. He was working on also pretty much like social media content that was there for social media. How many followers did we gain? We have to go and do that. We need to look at it. It's coming to the end of the month and see how did we do from last month to this month. So that's a measurable result in a business sense. Mm -hmm. But in a personal relationship, it would be also if you want to make sure that you're quantifying things, it's like how many um, times did you 
you know, pick up the dishes. Like if you're in home, you're in a home setting, right? How many times did you go and clean the dishes? Well, believe me, you're, you're, whoever your mom is, if you're in your home and you're just visiting, they're going to go, wow, you clean the dishes. Mm-hmm. They notice it right away. And that's what you want to do is have something that's a measurable result. Even in personal friendships, you know, for me, somebody had said he, he's traveling, uh, one of my friends from TEDx, Orlando, and he's traveling the world. Well, he said, yeah, we're, you know, we're friends. We're going to keep in touch. I said, mm, I, don't, I don't think so. So, wow, we hear a noise out there. Um, so the, the thing that was the real key takeaway, he had said to me, well, how do you measure your friendship? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's by how many times you want to contact me. Right. So to me, a friend is, a real friendship is, how many times do we talk? And I don't mean just like, hey, thumbs up on a, yeah. on a text. No, it's like, did you pick up the phone and call me? Did right. you write me a private message? Not just something that's acknowledging you saw it i just gotta say um it came to mind and i don't want to get too off topic but like just what were you saying earlier with this is just like um liking somebody's pictures on instagram and supporting them that could be their friend for some people that could just be like nothing like have you called have you checked Mm -hmm. up on somebody Mm -hmm. while some might actually see that as a a a way they communicate a way they show something Mm -hmm. um some of them are just haters you know some of them are just people that just like stuff but some of them that's how they feel like they're showing their support yeah. somewhat or something. And I so, think that's the whole, that's what I, I'm bringing yeah. it back to like. It's why. still a method of communication, yeah. right? Right, right, right. But just like technology has gotten so advanced that the whole aspect of commu- communication now is just a different way now. Like, mm-hmm. And I don't know, just like you said, like a simple thing like that, we can sign as a sign of communication and it's really open for personal interpretation because for me if somebody likes it like uh, liking something doesn't doesn't have the same meaning sharing it out in the community that says more to me because now it's not the front of the refrigerator to me like liking it is just it stays in in house but if you share it, it goes out to other people. Now more people can see it, and it builds awareness. Mm. Well said, Isabella. That's oh, iconic. Thanks. That was iconic. That was really right well there. said. It needs to be yeah. like a yeah. meme or something right there. Yeah. And so now, um, now this is the quote that I really liked also. So you want to make sure you're aligning specific, this isn't the quote right now, but align specific accomplishments and initiatives to the stated business goals of a company. So... When we sat down at the beginning, we'll look at interim pursuit. The goal was to increase social, um, certainly social awareness, because we had no content that was going out. Now we've got lots of content that's going out. But we also want to be able to measure it and see, okay, what is the result of it? We get people to like it. Some people are sharing it. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. The end goal in businesses, did it result in a sale? Was there some place where somebody clicked on it and they said they signed up? That's mm-hmm. the end goal because in business we want to make money. In personal life, we look at the quality of the relationships that we have mm-hmm. and you know how is that measured? That's for your own personal use. We're focusing on business here. But this one was Susan um, Colantunio. When it comes to mentoring, women are taught confidence while men are taught business. And I find that so true because I think that women don't, um, they are more relational and we're having to overcome our own fears. And I had had this conversation with Jonathan earlier. I tell the women that work with me, 
I'm going to be harder on you than I am on the men. Because you were working to try and get a spot that every man, every man will be able to get. And I know that it even, and I think Corey might even re, uh, relate to me, it always will come to sometimes race. You know, it could be a white person gets it first. Um, and it could be the white male. And then it's going to go to, we don't know, it could go to a Latino male or a Hispanic male. And then it could go to a black male. But women will always be one of the lesser ones that come up to the table. And so that's why women have been working so hard to be able to get their voice heard. I got to say, women are doing a great job, though. Keep mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. Okay, I agree. Thank you. So what we need to ask ourselves mm -hmm. is, how does the work that I perform impact the organization's bottom line? Did it result in sales? Did it result in something that's measurable? Did it, how did it impact the people that you work with? And how is it impacting your strategy? So I'm going to use Interim Pursuit, our show here, as a uh, guinea pig up here. And I, my, head, my original hope was that students would take this and it would go viral. Because we used to have students on the show as guests, and they would share their What I Learned story. But what I, what I learned is that <laughs> students weren't sharing they wouldn't share it, and their friends weren't, they didn't tell people that they were going to be on the show. And so we didn't increase any of our listening base because of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I went, okay, so I need to pivot because those results were not yielding the goals that I, and the strategy that I originally thought. And so now it's going to be focused more on the employers. So employers are business-minded, mm -hmm. students are not. And so now, this was all of my takeaway, so having more employers come on the show and talk about their industry, talk about innovation in their industry, what does the future of that industry look like 5, 10, 20 years out, that is the direction that the show now has, which is hopefully something that students will be able, they listen to and they learn from, because we bring different employers on to talk about what it's like, what is a day like working as an intern in that business. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the shift has been now. And hopefully I'm going to see that it not only um, my strategy is that it will actually be something that employers listen to and they find value. And then it's something that students will listen to. I don't know. So we got to measure that and check mm -hmm. it out. And then the last thing that I had is one of my bullets is um, you want to use your progress tool to state how the strategies and deliverables support the organization. Oh, I already said this. Support the organization's business, financial, and people goals. Well, actually, I didn't say that. So it always boils down to money. And I think that's the biggest thing that I, I want to see a student um, take from an internship with me or with any of our intern pursuit employers is that you're coming in to do a job. It is not an internship, and it is not a school project. Mm -hmm. It is to actually learn something that you can take and you're going to see is really valued by other employers and also that you should value in yourself and that you've grown in a way that is not possible in the classroom setting because you've had to work in a real work environment and take theory and put it together with Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> Just like what I was saying, you know, my hope was that students would make the show go viral. And I went, hmm, that didn't work that way. So now I have to go and try a different approach. Anyway, um, 
I think we're going to have to take a little break. I know I had some other things, but I think we're going to have to take a break here because <laughs> well, time that is us, flying by. <laughs> that brings us to our second patron. Uh, Artistry.io is a product customization tool for e-commerce stores that increases revenue, customer trust, and business efficiency. Artistry's robust product customizer allows business owners to sell personalized products in an existing e-commerce store and automate the processing of custom orders. Their website is artistry.io. Thank you, artistry.io, for being a patron of the Intern Whisper Live. So I just wanted to wrap up. I had just like this few little bullets on the end of um, three tips for having interdisciplinary or inter interpersonal skills and how that relates to communication. So develop a, a cadence of accountability. So what that means is a time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure that you get regular feedback is essential. Let it be in real time. You want to communicate value early and, and certainly often because we're humans and we will, <laughs> you may hear one bad thing and that's what I hear in my head. And I might have heard three good things, but what I'm going to focus on is the bad the thing. Bad, right? yeah. <laughs> okay, that comes from Pretty Woman, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> we yeah. always focus on whatever the negative stuff is. We're mm-hmm. just human. Um, you want to make conversations worth you know, my time and your time. We want to make sure that they're real and they're valuable. And you want to, you on the other end of the the person that's wanting to acquire um, value, make sure you you take the initiative. If your manager isn't checking in with you, go in there and say, hey, how am I doing? You know, don't be afraid to ask that. Because my dad had said that to me too. He said, well, if you really want to know the truth, you better ask. But if you don't, then don't run away from it. And I found that really valuable, you know, because he's, I can go to my dad and it's like, heart surgery. Let me cut you open. The rib, you know, the rib spreader, take all of that crap out, boom, and put new stuff in. That's how it is to talk with my dad. It's brutal. It's mm-hmm. brutal honesty. And then you want to be able to provide um, time to improve and shift directions so that you can actually take that feedback and, and move it on over. So we have a whole second part <laughs> that you were bringing to the table, Jonathan. Yes, I do. Um, so this is just um, how to communicate pretty much with your team and how it, it impacts yourself as a team as well as being a team member or just being part of a team. Um, so I put um, ensuring your team members um, and know what's expected of them is key and being able to uh, lead an efficient, successful, happy team. And I thought that was pretty um that's pretty true, uh, definitely, because um, you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. You don't want um, people to be um, confused or get the, uh, I don't know, just just not understand what the task is at hand. And I feel uh, everybody really needs like reassurance of what's going on and um, just to get the job done uh, the way that it, it's needed. So you're like on two teams. Yeah. Really. So you're on this team where mm-hmm. it's all about the radio show and you work with Corey and you work with Melanie, you work with me, but you're also doing social content for the, the company mm-hmm. and it's targeting students and employers and schools and, you know, just the product itself. Right. So there's this team dynamic and, and I don't know if you had to work with anybody else. 
Mm, no, we didn't work Roger, with Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was, you know, for Pivot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Because there's some cross-training that ultimately happens. Um, so out of that experience of working with teams, what is it that came from there that you think is tying into what you were just sharing? Um, well, when we had our, our marketing strategy plans um, and just being in a group, um, just brainstorming about what we can do to improve the company, what we can do better. Um, I definitely think that really helped because everybody was on the same page. Everybody was very creative with what they wanted to do. Um, we even came up with the um, commuting idea, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really exciting um, just to really see what we can do to bring engagement towards uh, the website, uh, in- engagement towards our company. And um, I like that. You said our company. I yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, to me, that see, it, it demonstrates inclusion. And that's why mm-hmm. I like it. Because when in, whenever anybody that's working with me says we or our, I really pay it. I pay attention to like a lot of what you guys say and do a lot. And I go, OK, that's good. So, you know, there's really this team dynamic mm-hmm. that's apparently transferred. So. Yeah. And just like. Like, we, we got pretty comfortable, me and Corey, Melanie, like, we're, like, just everybody is just very, I don't know, like, it's very comfortable against, uh, like, with all of us as a high team. High level of trust. Yeah, trust definitely. Right. There's yeah. a high level of trust. That's what I'm trying to say. What I noticed is also, is like, exactly what it is. It was, yeah. like, it felt comfortableness because, like, right after, like, you left, like, we'll plan out, like, what we're going to do, like, what we'll mm-hmm. try to do and what can we do better, like, next time. Oh, I'm so glad to hear like, that. Yeah. That's awesome. I think we did it almost every time. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, we'll, yeah, we kind of was talking about just how we are going to do the next shoot and, um, like what days work yeah what's going to be the best days so we did that with today's show we're Mm -hmm. going to use that as the example because we're wanting to be real honest with our listeners and um we went okay how do we make sure that our show doesn't sound as scripted Mm -hmm. you know we're like reading we're actually having more of a conversation i would say we hit a hundred percent today I think we did awesome. I think so as well. Yeah. So that's really good. So you sh- had some interesting statistics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so research has... Uh, wow, I can't talk today. Research has found that a surprising 69% of managers reported being uncomfortable communicating with their employees, with 37% also expressing discomfort, giving direct feedback about people's performance in a case of a negative response. So at the end of the internship, we've started doing something that's new. And um, I'm asking everybody to give me a recommendation, but I'm also wanting to give you guys recommendations. And I'm looking to see, okay, who's comfortable with doing that? And not everybody will. I mean, I can say it's a requirement. It's not. It's really, it's optional. Um, Because I usually wait to see it's like playing chicken. Okay, who's going to do it first? Because if I do it and I write something, I go, mm, is it really what, um, are they just writing a recommendation based on what I wrote? Mm-hmm. I usually like to wait to see what somebody else writes because then I can go, <laughs> okay, it is playing chicken. Corey's laughing because he wrote a recommendation. <laughs> I, I wrote a recommendation, but I was waiting for her to send hers first, only because I never wrote a recommendation before. <laughs> so I didn't know what the heck to say. So I kind of find it funny. I'm like, no wonder you didn't send one yet. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> nope, I don't. And I could give you a clue. Like you could, you can always go and ask because normally when people ask for recommendations, uh, they ask me, I said, what do you want me to focus on? Mm-hmm. What is it that you, is there a particular skill? Is this for a job? Is this for some scholarship? What is this for? What's the purpose of it? And then I say, if you really want it to be something that's very um, targeted and tailored to what your needs are, you write it and I will edit it because you're going to know exactly what you want to have said right. better than myself. Now, sometimes I've had people say that to me, well, Write your recommendation and they'll sign it. They don't, some will just sign it the way I write it. And I hope that if somebody's asking for that, it's because they agree with what I wrote, (laughs) Um, not because they just don't want to have to write it. Myself, I I ask you, if I ask you to write it, it's because I know that you're going to understand your audience better than myself. And I'll put my own spin on it. So it's got, you know, my words and all of that. But I need some type of um, touch points as to mm. what it is I'm supposed to say. So, Jonathan, you had your evaluation with school, and it said write a letter of recommendation. I went, no, I'm not going to do that because it just goes back to the school. Right. To me, that's of no value to you, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I said, no, I would rather do it on LinkedIn because there's going to be way more eyes that look at that, mm-hmm. and we'll see that's way more valuable. So this is a new policy that I've implemented um, not to boost, it's certainly not to boost mine. Um, it doesn't hurt though. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. It doesn't hurt, but I'm trying to get hired by companies, not by interns. <laughs> so there's no real value, monetary value there. My hope is, and this is one of my own hopes, is that by having a really great intern experience that you'll go out and tell everybody else to come and either do business with me, whether it's Pivot or Intern Pursuit, or that you're going to be the one that hires me because there will be that place where you get in a position that you can say, hey, no, we should hire her to come in and do this. Mm -hmm. So there is a strategy and a reason behind it, but there's no expectation. There honestly is no expectation. So I think that's key, and I think that's really why when you shared that statistic, um, we shouldn't be uncomfortable about sharing something. If we focus on the things that, uh, the qualities and the traits that the person brought into the experience and it it was their strengths, it's it's not hard to write a recommendation, Mm -hmm. you know, because... I shouldn't be putting what you, what your challenges were out there in the public eye because, like, that's not a recommendation. Right. That's not good. That should have been a private conversation where the person had the opportunity to improve mm-hmm. the engagement. So to me, that that's why. That's unfortunate because I think people run away from those types of conversations. They're yeah. uncomfortable with them. Yeah, definitely when I was, I, I think I talked about it already, but when I was a lifeguard, like, I was very intimidated by my boss. Um big buff dude so um i don't know it just he brought a sense of fear especially when um if you're doing something wrong like he'll tell you like blunt in front of everybody in, f- in front of, well depending to on me if it was a private conversation it's okay i yeah. don't mind blunt or honest well depending on the situation at hand i mean i don't remember what i would have done wrong but um but at the end of the day, he meant well. He was he, he really cared about the his his employees, and um, he was he was a great boss. Was I, he David Hasselhoff in Baywatch? <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> okay. 
Well, he was he been. was bald. Oh. So well, he could have been whatever <laughs> the bald version of him. No, but he was great. Okay, so you have some other um, information on here. Solidify your expectation. What yeah. do, what do you mean by that? So um, you want to make it clear when you have a high standard of work completed. So um, I would uh, it would I would say to set a time frame in which it must be done, um, and don't be amb- ambiguous. When it comes to what like you're asking of people, you just want to be clear and be very transparent with them. That way, you get what you want mm-hmm. uh, out of um, what you're asking for. Essentially, yeah. I try to work in weekly sprints. Mm-hmm. I really prefer that because if we, whatever is assigned, if it gets completed within that week, four days is the week a four day work week, then we should be able to. And I'll use social content as the example. Creating social content, um, a month's worth of content, should be able to be done three months of it, honestly, and by the time you get at the end of your first month, you should be able to do three months of it in less than a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially if you're being efficient with how you're creating it. Now, once that content is created, it moves into managing it and then the analytics of it. And seeing, okay, what do we need to do? How do we need to change this so we create engagement and get sales? Um, So that's why I like to set a deadline of a weekly sprint. Mm -hmm. I think that it allows everybody to have um, that as the date. They know that they're supposed to have it turned in. Um, It's even better if I can sit down and preview work. I'm the bottleneck usually. I know that. So I take that hit there. Because if I can't go and look at it, I know Corey's been so, he's been so good. He's been waiting for me to look at videos and it's in this approval folder. And did I get them done? Nope, but I shall have to get them done today so we can move on and complete that and check it off in our Asana task list. So, but I do better when I have one-on-one appointments with people or if we do it in a group setting, like a team meeting, we can go, okay, we've got to go through this and give feedback. So I'm going to change it up. <clears throat> so that we're looking at in a team setting content videos and anything else that has to happen so it it, it it's more inclusive mm-hmm. and it's more efficient with how we're moving things along okay and that also brings um give a purpose to what you're you're telling um you want the people to feel um more willing and motivated to complete what's expected of them um for example uh share with them what a report that you will accomplish on a bigger scale, a larger scale, and how you can contribute conjunction with the work of the rest of the team. So it just kind of ties into what I said uh, before. I just think um, if, if you bring a positive uh, energy towards your, your team and everything, and like I said, be transparent with them and on what the task completed, they're going to be more motivated to do it and more willing to do it um, and ask questions, of course, to, to make sure that it's done efficiently. All right. So we are at the end of our show. And so do we have transition music, Jonathan? We do. Awesome. <laughs> I love my transition music. I say it's mine because Sophie did it special for me. Okay, so we want to thank Valencia College for this great studio. As always, we love being here. Thank you, Q. He gave us training on our new 
um, service that we're going to be using, and it's going straight to Valencia College Radio. They have their own radio station channel now. You don't have to go through a bunch of other steps to get to it. Um, and he's part of that knowledgeable staff and state-of-the-art equipment and state-of-the-art software. So thank you, Q. Thank you, Valencia College. Now, let's do our shout-outs. Jonathan, go up first. Shout-out to um, the the uh, inter-pursuit team. Shout-out to uh, my family. Um, who else can I shout out to Melanie she's going to be gone Melanie well that's, she's, she's part here. of the entered pursuit team yeah I know but she's going off on a cruise how lucky is she very lucky I wish I was you Melanie if you're watching in I hope so, <laughs> so alright Corey you're up uh, shout out to everyone in this room sorry Melanie you can't make it hope you're being safe having fun with the family I want to say even my last I guess day for now uh, intern pursuit um intern whisper the whole shebang the whole crew the whole mm -hmm. brand of everything shout out to you guys shout out to isabella uh i like what you guys are doing keep it up keep evolving and making it better shout out to the world ziggy's performing tomorrow and sound bar september 1st check them out at eight o'clock and mom my mama there you. you go. You forgot your mama. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my shout out goes to the software team, to the radio team, Melanie also, and um, to the pivot team, to everybody that's been at the game team. There's just all of these people to name, but they know who they are and I love them and thank and so thankful for them. So how can you contact us? You can go to info at internpursuit.tech. You can go to 321-422-2166 and visit our website. And again, go to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Follow us on any of our social channels. And you can watch us live on the air and these recorded shows. And they are also on YouTube, too. So thank you, Abby, for adding them to YouTube. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening to us. Good night.